0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First of yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZFB. We're looking back at Sunday and Saturday, because those seem to be the days most likely to fall on the weekend. Um, the idea of the, the vaccine pass, uh, obviously that's gaining more and more momentum. It's inevitable, really, isn't it? Uh, the idea of the Ranfurly Shield, remember that? That happened over the weekend, apparently. It's uh, World Space Week, Well, last week was. One of these weeks is World Space Week. And uh, you know, Kevin Milne goes to Mars or is reporting from Mars or is being just got back. from I'm not sure. We'll find out before any of that. Uh, should we, can we make it mandatory to just vaccinate everybody? It's just, it's just compulsory. Can we do
1: that? It seems the big issue that's going to be um, the government's going to have to address sooner rather than later is the issue of mandatory vaccinations. What is your take on what should happen?
2: So I think that's right. I mean, the wider issue is just what on earth the pathway is from here uh, out of this mess. You know, 60 new cases today and not even a government press conference to announce them, just done by press release, which I think a lot of people will find pretty extraordinary. But vaccination is going to be absolutely critical. Um, Obviously, since February, we've had um, mandatory vaccination at the border for our MIQ workers and our port workers It actually took way too long to... Um, get those vaccinations done. You know, it took until basically last month for the port worker numbers to get up around the 90, 95% mark. Uh, I think uh, what we're going to do tomorrow is probably announce that healthcare workers um, who are involved in COVID-19 work streams should have to be vaccinated. That's something we've called for as part of National's comprehensive COVID plan. Uh, again, frankly, probably taken too long. I mean, at the moment, you could be a nurse Working on someone with COVID in ICU and not have to be vaccinated—that's pretty nuts.
1: What about teachers?
2: Yeah, I suspect we'll, we'll see an announcement on that tomorrow as well, and that's going to be a bit more controversial and a bit more edgy.
0: Oh come on! When have you ever heard of teachers uh, getting together and complaining about stuff? Uh, I certainly, I know of one teacher in particular who has reposted anti-vax. Propaganda on his social media feeds. So I think Chris Bishop is right there. I think that will be a bit more edgy. Uh, so uh, will you need a pass to? I mean, it looks more and more like we're going to need passes to do things like you know go to nightclubs, go to music festivals, all that kind of debaucherous activity. What about stuff like going to school or going to work though? Now it's important to note
3: a vaccine passport system is quite different to a flat-out blunt nationwide vaccine mandate we won't be forcing everyone to be vaccinated you can still choose not to get the jab but there'll be consequences for the choice you know the way i look at it um refusing refusing a vaccine is a bit like smoking so as far as i'm concerned you can choose to smoke a cigarette the health impacts are well documented but that's on you however the moment that your choice impacts upon my health, the moment that I'm sucking in secondhand smoke, we've got a problem. Your freedom to smoke a cigarette in a restaurant impacts my freedom not to get lung cancer. The primary reason someone should get vaccinated is because the science is clear. Vaccinations protect our health. Vaccinations protect us from COVID-19. But a person's choice not to get vaccinated impacts us all if someone's not prepared to contribute to the greater good of society why should they benefit from a society's collective reward
0: yeah it's a clear demonstration isn't it this whole situation I mean especially the events of the last few days with some of the stuff that's been going on in Auckland in and that there are just people who don't give a flying I think the other word is instead of the word that I really want to say Anyway, you know what I mean About anybody else except themselves Um, And they will happily risk um, Not just the um, health and well-being and economic survival of other people But actual survival of other people Just to go about their merry way Which seems remarkable to most of us And yet, there you have it Meanwhile, the Ranfley Shield happened. Wow! I thought Tasman would win that match. Did you feel the same way?
4: Well, I looked at the two teams and I thought it was pretty evenly matched. I think, um, you know, when you look at the Tasman players who weren't there, it made it pretty tough on the ones who remained. And um, it's a pretty team. It's been pretty much the same with a few exceptions for the last couple of years. I've got to be honest, when I looked at the two teams, I thought maybe Hawke's Bay would uh, would edge it.
3: Yeah, it's, and do you think it was the consistency of selection and, and the fact that they have been able over the past couple of years, as you say, to, to field a, a very, very consistent lineup?
4: Yeah, I think that is the case. Uh, you know They've got some good combinations going. When you look at the midfield, has been pretty stable. Uh, the locking combination, I think the loose forward trio, quite outstanding yesterday. So I think that's right. When you look at, uh, and I did, I went back and I had a look at the Hawks Bay team from last year, and there really haven't been too many changes. So it's a a real luxury for the coaches that they've been able to feel pretty much the same combinations.
0: Um, It's funny. I don't care about sport at all anymore. (laughs) I used to be the biggest sports fan. I used to go to I used to sit and watch uh, cricket, and I'm not even talking international cricket. I'm talking about provincial cricket. And now I don't care at all. Which is why I quite enjoy doing this podcast because I, I, I don't take any notice of the sport over the weekend and then I come in and, li- and listen to some of the results and it's like it's all happening right here, right now as, I, as I'm finding out about it. Like I had no idea who won that game between um, Tasman and But I'm still coming to grips with the fact that Tasman are a, a consistently good side. but like, That seems like it only had, started happening five minutes ago. Anyway. Enough about me, let's talk about space because it's World Space Week. I don't know how you can have World Space Week.
4: The focus has been on women in space. How many women are in the industry in New
5: Zealand? Yeah, that's a really good question. We actually don't know, but uh, looking at the signups this week where we uh, launched the Women in Space uh, Aitroa New Zealand network, uh, I think there's about like 100 now um, as members, and it's still growing. So, uh, yeah, I would love to have more women and girls uh, basically be part of the space uh, industry, which is sort of like the reason for for uh, creating this particular network. What kind of fields are they working in? Uh, all over the place. So uh, again, we, we we are certainly interested in getting people to, or uh, or women to look at STEM. But uh, you don't need to be an engineer. You don't need to be uh, in in physics. Uh, there's biologists. There's physicians. There's space lawyers. Uh, you can be in the business development and architecture. Uh, everybody's welcome. Yeah,
1: fantastic.
0: I do feel like we should only spend. Uh, women into space, I don't know why we send men anywhere, men shouldn't get to do anything and I certainly don't want intelligent life from other places in the universe meeting men first, men are terrible aren't they, yeah, they really are, we can try and keep men away from other parts of the galaxy isn't that possible that would be great. Um, so, uh, uh, as part of uh, World Space Week, I still can't quite mate. Should it not be called Solar System Space Week? Or... Anyway, um, Kevin Milne uh, was live from Mars. Is that what was happening? You are casting your attention a little further afield
3: this morning to Mars.
1: Yeah, yeah well, the news hasn't been that great in New Zealand, so I thought I've turned to Mars uh, for the, uh, for the, to try and find some good news. And there is, of course. Have you seen the extraordinary photos that NASA's Perseverance unmanned rover has been taking of Mars? I say extraordinary, meaning the quality of the photos is extraordinary, high definition and sharp as. Remember, Mars is 400 million kilometres away. At 21,000 miles an hour, it takes you nine months to get there. So the fact that NASA's popped what, in effect, is a car on Mars' surface is astonishing in itself. But now that vehicle's sending back photos of a quality, we couldn't have shot in our own backyard 30 years ago. If you haven't seen the photos, check them out. Sure, I haven't been able to spot any margins at this point, but there are sharp, close-up photos of a land 400 million kilometres away. eh? Mm. Photos. It's of something so far away, and it's like you've shot these things yourself. There, you know, they're close-ups.
0: It does pose the question, doesn't it? Uh, which uh, phone would you take with you to Mars to take the photos of it? I'm assuming that's what the rover's using. It's whipped out a, a Galaxy S21 uh, Ultra, or an i. A, a, an iPhone 13 Pro those would be the two picks probably there's a new pixel coming out but I don't hold high hopes for that camera quality to be, to be fair I'm assuming that's what happens on Mars. I'm Glenn ZB uh, taking a wider view of things uh, with the weekend edition of New Talk ZB this, this week uh, we might bring it down back to New Zealand tomorrow who knows, we'll see you then